Show. Hi, this is Rachel. And this is Natalie. And we are the Insta Mamas. We are sisters with a podcast and we talk about everything from faith, healthy, clean living, adoption, foster care, motherhood, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Natalie and Rachel. And we are so excited because we finally get to interview one of my dearest friends. She is a mother of three, an amazing wife. She's a servant. She's an introvert, but loves people anyways. And just I could talk about her for like 20 minutes because um, when we moved here, we her and her husband were one of the first friends we made. And they've just become like family, honestly. And, and it's just been an amazing journey just walking through life and their kids like we go to their birthday parties and they have just such a special family and just kind of no-nonsense parents like just we we asked them a million questions when we were becoming parents like how do you do this how do you do this how do you just say so chill and I don't know so anyways we're really excited to interview her and talk about homeschooling and life and all kinds of stuff yes because how many people have been thrown into homeschooling forced into homeschooling in 2020 <laughs> and I see like Facebook post after Facebook post like oh my goodness I don't know if I can do this but we have somebody in the flesh who's doing it and rocking it and she even has an Instagram page that you can follow and we'll put that in the show notes and link that so you can go check out their homeschool journey it's really cool so Katie why don't you introduce yourself and tell us just a little bit about your family and your day-to-day life and yes hello everyone stuff. My name is Katie Beth Roberts, and I'm a mother of three. I've got, I guess I would call them two preteens, and then still an elementary child. Like, we're, we're at that moment. But they're, she's, my middle child is a daughter, and she's eventually, she's officially. Puberty. Yes. <laughs> so, and my loving husband and I are almost 15, 14, 15, 2006. Yeah. How long have you been married? 2006. Yeah. Yeah, 15 mm-hmm. years. And they're both really young. So. Yes, we got married when we were 20 and started having kids almost immediately. And we just thought, you know what, let's do it. Let's put our whole heart into it. Mm-hmm. Um, from the very get-go, we had a heart for starting a new, um, starting over, mm-hmm. not allowing our past, whether they were good or bad, you know, we had a lot of good stuff growing up, but we didn't want just good. Hmm. We wanted God. Hmm. Um, God focus, God thoughts. Um, and so we went through that and started kind of evaluating how we were going to do life. And it was silly because I'm I've always been very detail oriented. So yep. it kind of comes <laughs> naturally to me, but it also was very helpful to be like, let's be nitpicky and say, you know, is this going to bring us closer to God? If not, then why do we have it in our lives? Oh, I love that. Sometimes we would keep it just because of tradition and we wanted to keep it. And sometimes like, you know what? It's not bringing us anything closer to the Lord and it's not being productive in any way. Let's mm-hmm. just take it out so that we can fill that time, that space, that thing with something that is actually going to create a fruit in our lives. And so... Um, I didn't, I've never, honestly, until I went to college, I never heard of homeschoolers. <laughs> Is that, I mean, I've heard a whole bunch of jokes, but I had yeah. never met one. Like a real my, one in the flesh? Yeah, I've never met one in the flesh. And so, and then I met some, and I had a good mixture of the, you know, the classic making jokes about homeschoolers. <laughs> and then I met other ones that I'm like, really? You are? You seem so normal. Like, <laughs> There was a good mixture. So um, when we started having kids and I started to evaluate, like, how do we do life? Um, they say in Deuteronomy 6, they're, re- they're referring to the commandments of the Lord and, his, and his, what he has required of us. You shall teach them diligently to your children and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and you shall... Be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Mm-hmm. And, you Love know, that scripture. I, it's Thank so you. encouraging. But it, it really, when you think down to brass tacks, the details of it is every single aspect of your house 
and your home should be God-centered, mm-hmm. God-focused, allowing him, giving room and space for him to be able to be the guest of that room, the guest of the kitchen, the guest of honor in our dining room, in our living room, in our bedrooms, in the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> what you decide to sing in the shower. Yeah. Um, and so I took that literal. Like, what does that mean for my kids' education? Wow. Wow. Tyler wasn't initially on board, my husband, but so we actually started school. Um, I started going back to school around that time and, and Matthew started school. So we went and put him in elementary class and we immediately found out that it was a blessing in disguise because it showed us exactly what we were up against, even in the early, early 2010s. So, okay, so you put him in, like, regular public school mm-hmm. at that point? Okay. We did. Because you both did public school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a heart for it, a desire, but I wasn't convinced. My husband wasn't convinced, so. To homeschool, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. But at one point, my first grader, because he went through kindergarten and he started first grade, he wanted to start praying over his lunch. Oh. Yeah, and he was so talking sweet. about Jesus on the playground. That's amazing. But he got in trouble and he went to the principal's office. Wow. And they asked him at one point, they had already asked him multiple times to stop praying over his food. And they eventually asked us to come and pick him up for the day that he had to go home for the day. Guys, this is in Idaho. This isn't like some super liberal state. Yes. And it was, it was baffling to us. Tyler actually went and spoke with the principal multiple times and went back and forth with them and was like, cause he's been always amazing with the with legal aspect of it, with what our rights are. And he's mm-hmm. like, you can't do this. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's uh, discrimination. Um, but they wouldn't really budge and they were trying to be, you know, thoughtful of other people's well-being and, and what their desires are and already trying to be, I don't know, what is that word that we love to use? Tolerant. Tolerant, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. But like tolerant, but we're doing like air yes. quotes right now. Tolerant. Yes, tolerant mm-hmm. with the air quotes. Yeah. So um, that really shifted his heart as well. And so we started homeschooling wow. from that point on. Because it kind of showed you the agenda of a public school. Yes, and just the downside of it. And if we wanted to raise our kids in the Lord to be world changers in whatever will God had for them, we wanted to make sure that in their heart of hearts, they always had God present with them. And was constantly be able to talk about him and talk with them. And obviously that was going to be limited mm-hmm. in the current current climate. Wow. So we switched it. And for four years, three years, four years, we homeschooled. And I got to the point where um, some situations with my medical health got to the point where we actually put them into a charter school for a couple of years. And we searched high and low to make sure that we could find something for them that still followed the guidelines of we wanted Christian influences. Mm-hmm. We wanted a clear ability and a charter school at the time seemed to be the best decision, the best choice. And I feel like charter schools kind of focus more on the individuality of children and the one you chose. Mm-hmm. It they- was. It was a great, I kept telling everyone, if I could choose a public school system option for a school for kids, this would have been it because it gave the best of homeschooling aspect of letting them learn at their level, Mm -hmm. at their gauge. And then, but at the same time, it also wasn't bogged down with the political things that were starting to bubble up even back then. Wow. So we loved it. Plus we knew some um, friends that were actually teachers there and they were... Christians and they were able to tell us, you know, these are the teachers that are great for your kids. These are going to at least have the moral compass that you are hoping for. And so whether or not they were able to talk about Christ in the classroom, they probably weren't. Mm -hmm. But at the very least, the information that they had came out through that filter. And that was a big deal to me. One Christian teachers is because I was a teacher for five years, but, um, Teachers are not allowed to influence, they're in a position of power, so they're not allowed to like influence kids on a spiritual level, but obviously how someone treats your children, and if you're a Christian and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to treat kids differently, but then also like um, 
I could encourage students to express their own religious individuality in my classroom and I never squashed it and I always tried to bring in books and things that had Christian morals and we always studied Christian people like and but yeah so there is even though I did feel handcuffed all the time as a teacher there is having a Christian teacher is different than just having someone who's against you know absolutely Christianity too you know it's true and what was the aspect of because I know a lot of Christian parents, I've heard this before, and even in my own self, when we've talked about one day when our school's and our daughter's in elementary school, we're so thankful she's at our church preschool, but a lot of them will say, you know, don't be of the world, but be in the world, mm-hmm. and so I've heard that a lot, so some parents are really hesitant to homeschool their kids, because they say, oh, well, they need to learn to be in an environment around other kids, but absolutely, how would you talk to them and kind of encourage them? Because you've been in all of it. You've done homeschool, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you've done charter school, you did Absolutely. So we got to a point where, you know, my health limited. There was a few times that we wish we could have pulled them back out and just kept them home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was not at a place health-wise, and I, we both acknowledge it. This is our limitations. Mm-hmm. And that's a journey and a conversation in itself. It's just, it, God was amazing. But thankfully, because of those situations with my health the kids still constantly saw god moving Mm. and they were able to see miracles Mm. take place that they wouldn't have seen anywhere else yeah Um, it's not a common thing for us to see these miraculous miracles happening in america at this point anymore but it happened in our home and so healing your body it continually anchored them to Mm. see these things to they for them to pray and then they to see the rewards of praying for that mm-hmm. and what God did for that mm-hmm. in that moment. And um, we chose to be very minimalistic when it came to our entertainments, mm-hmm. when it came to our, our family time, what we did, who we went and saw. We were very limited, unfortunately, sometimes with um, certain family members um, because you know what? The world had my children for eight hours. And even though mm. God was there protecting them, there was still influences attacking them and their and their perceived, you know, their perceived ideas of thoughts mm-hmm. um, over and over again. So we kept, you know, yeah, it'd be fun to watch that, but we're not going to. We're gonna stick to these ones that focus on Jesus, that focus on Christian morals. And um, no, I'm sorry, sweetheart. We can't do that. And I would always be very, very detailed again. And you tell and, them why. Uh, yeah, I would tell them why. Why do you? And I sometimes now that they're older, the last five years, I said, why do you think? Why do you think we can't watch it? Knowing what the Bible says, mm-hmm. knowing what mom has done before, why would these be wrong? Mm-hmm. Why would these or not the best? That was always yeah. a thing. Like I don't want just bad or good. I want best. So yeah, sure, we can absolutely watch this. You know. Mm-hmm common fun show but i know that for eight to plus hours you're being influenced by the world so when i have you for the short few hours i have we're gonna focus on what is uplifting and Mm -hmm. encouraging of god and focusing on him yeah and it changes our attitude too because we just my nephew broke our tv and so then we just never bought a new one yeah and it made a huge difference even when my husband and I came back together, like we were separated for a long time, but when we first came back together, one habit that we would have would just be watching TV and snacking late into the night, and then we wouldn't have any time with each other, and instead we had all these issues and these problems, but we were just masking it by... And mm-hmm. those TV shows, like having a TV doesn't make you a bad exactly. person. Or a bad, no. You know what I mean? But not having it has brought so much healing for us, because yes. at the end of the night... We're spending time with each other, or we're praying, or what so if that before it was just like not healthily mm-hmm. eating? You're just mindlessly eating snacks, and there's all these underlying issues that we're not talking about because. So I totally get that. Like the same with screen time with us. Like we don't let our daughter have an iPad, but not saying that those are yeah. bad things. A lot of kids have them, but exactly. we noticed that she really like gets super possessive over our day and it's like i have such a short time with you like look at me in the eyes and spend time with you yes (laughs) exactly yeah there's so many things that can be good especially technology in general it can be used for so many good things Mm -hmm. um and you just from family to family and season to season there are certain seasons that we were like sure and then we're like no nope 
you know, it, that you just got to make your choices as your family as for that's best for your family to serve God. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think the word I love that you, I don't know if you said it exactly, but with your parenting that you're intentional. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't just like let it happen to you. And I feel like even since I became a mom, there are a lot of things that it would be really easy to be like, that happened to me and I had to live with it. And it's like, no, like you can choose, mm-hmm. you know, but it hurts. I love how you guys make boundaries. And that was one of your boundaries. As you said, yeah, we're at school for eight hours a day, but when we're home, we're home and we're mm-hmm. really intentional with one another. Mm-hmm. And we don't just let anybody come over, even if they're related to us. Even, mm-hmm. And that's hard for me. You know, it's hard for me to say, oh, here's the boundary. But at the end of the day, if you want your kids to serve God, like you have to, mm-hmm. you have to be intentional. You can't just hope it happens. Well, and you have to teach them too. Like God said to leave everything, like let the yeah. dead bury their dead. And we so want to hold on to these things, but yes. you're like, no, I'm going to teach my kids from the time. Like we're all in mm-hmm. and that's awesome. So going back to your question that you had for being in the world, but not of it, a key point that we figured out quickly is you know what they could take the bus ride they could take a buses home but they're why mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. the point that extra 20 minutes that i had with them that i get to choose what they listen to mm-hmm. what they talk about versus what they have no there's nothing there's really unfortunately nobody governing the conversation choices or the actions of oh, yeah, 30 plus bus. little children um, or the safety. Or the safety of them. I mean, the, kids, the school bus. And so, school bus no man's like land. Awful. I know. So we had a few little bumps and bruises, and it got to the point quickly where we're like, you know what? This is where. This is this is an intentional moment that I can have with my children that I get to choose what is put into them right at the get-go, mm-hmm. right in the morning. And I would choose specifically to have a peaceful, kind, you know, God-centered morning. So I would go on YouTube, and I found music videos, kid music videos that they could listen to. And I would put it on and I got to the point where I would wake them up in the morning and I would sing to them. It would, it was very special. My eight, nine-year-old still asks for me to, if I have to, to wake him up by singing. It was, (laughs) it's pretty cute. Um, But we would do, you know, even down to the details of you know what? I can do laundry later. I don't have to do it right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that hard. I'm, I really love a clean house. It makes me mm-hmm. so peaceful and kind, but there would be times like, no, my focus needs to be my children. Mm-hmm. You know, I can take a shower after they go. Like mm-hmm. I need 10 more minutes with them. And that mm-hmm. seems so silly. Like, okay, rolling your eyes. No, but no, it was very specific. And I only had so much time with them before they needed to go and they were gone. So we got to a point, fast forwarding a few years, that we started to see the evidence of all of the good work that we had put in and all of the work that we had done to focus on the Lord and put values and morals of God was still there. Mm -hmm. But recently, actually the end of 2019, so before COVID, um, timing. Wow. Yeah, I know. Before COVID, we realized and we we it just kind of slapped us in the face. We're like, whoa, it wasn't just one child. It wasn't just two. It was all three in different ways that, that somehow they had gotten the world ideas at the same time that they had godly ideas. And when you asked them, they said, well, sure, you know, this is what the Bible says. And I absolutely believe this wholeheartedly. But then at the same time, they said, but... You know, I also believe this. Mm. And I, I would ask, you know, my children, but what are, are those? Those are those are contradictions right there. Mm-hmm. So how can you believe one thing, but you also believe another? And I, we, we ended up seeing the influence that it was an ugly two-headed side of a coin that were like, wow. wow, it's still there. They wholeheartedly will, you know, will die for that belief, that moral of an, of their heart that God says in the Bible, but at the same time, 
they also believe this, and it was down to tolerance. Oh. It's and that very, like, new modern belief. Exactly. Well, and then, like, the you're gr- right, but I'm right, and we're all right, and no one's ever wrong. Well, and the sad thing is a lot of churches exactly. are preaching that. Just kind of yeah. like, you can live your life how you want because Jesus died on the cross, so all of our sins are forgiven, so that doesn't mean you have to live a holy life. But the Bible specifically says, well, yeah, there's nothing you can do to take away your salvation. Like, God paid the ultimate Mm-hmm. by sending his only son Jesus took that but he wants us to have an abundant life and it's crazy seeing the fruits of that and you're I'm sure mm-hmm. you're already seeing the fruits I used to babysit for a homeschool family like her kids were completely homeschooled from the get-go like they never went to public school and I remember being a teenager and I had such rebellion when I was mm. younger and I remember thinking like this family is so weird like this 10 year old girl <laughs> before she goes to bed like wants to go and read her own bible and it's like, why is she doing it? Like, as a teenager, I'm like, she's totally content. And you were a her. Christian at the time. Yeah, I was a Christian. Yeah. And I would think, like, and I, it was so funny because I babysat, and one was kind of a wild child, but we, every family has them. <laughs> and the mom asked, how were they? And I said, oh, they were fine. They did great. And then she calls me back later. It was like, um, well, the kids told me one of the kids was not good for you and really had a hard time listening, and you told me they were all well. And... And I, I was really shocked by that because I'm like, I don't want parents to come home and be like, oh, your kids were awful, you know. But she's like, he needs to be held accountable and have a chance to repair mm-hmm. and apologize. And I was like, oh, okay. So he gets on the phone and he's like, I'm sorry, Miss Rachel. And I remember thinking like, gosh, that's so harsh. But now that her children are all grown, makes me feel super old. Like, <laughs> you Wait, should, baby, it's like grown children? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you should see the fruits in their life. Like, all of mm-hmm. her children are serving the Lord with a genuine love for a lo- the Lord. And I think sometimes the outside looking and are kind of like, okay, well, that's that religious pressure. Like, these people mm-hmm. don't know any other ways or da-da-da-da-da, and they're so sheltered and blah 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 but it's like no they are not living out the consequences that i had to live out when i was a young adult like they Mm -hmm. are thriving and so it's just like wow when i was teenager i'm thinking like this girl's written her bible at 10 years old but now seeing the she never had to go through any of the mistakes that i had to because her parents were so intentional Mm -hmm. with her and it's beautiful to see that now in them as adults i should probably contact that mom and be like (laughs) Bravo. Like, <laughs> you're amazing. Yeah. Thank well, you. And that's, I think, uh, we'll get, we're getting to your kind of current season of homeschooling. But mm-hmm. Like some of the stereotypes and, and maybe even like unkind things that people say now that like everyone's homeschooling. Cause, okay, because what people are doing is not homeschooling. <laughs> First of all, like virtual learning and homeschooling are not the same thing because... When you're homeschooling, you're the teacher, you're the curriculum director, mm-hmm. you're the the disciplinarian, you're the principal, you're everything. But like, even though it's very hard and I'm not downplaying what people are doing for virtual learning, they do have the supports of the school and they have curriculum in front of them. And, but, so maybe you could talk about this season of homeschooling and what it's been for you guys. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. In a weird, very weird time. I I don't even know how to explain it in a better way. <clears throat> well, that's funny because you were talking about the stereotypes, but now everybody's in stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when I started looking at the different options long before my youngest or my oldest was in school, I had a, a thought of what I wanted to be, I don't know, I guess what it would basically be broken down into as a unit unit study mm-hmm. and to a Charlotte Mason approach in a sense. But there was never really one thing that was like, yes, aha, mm-hmm. I found it. And I looked at lots of things, but I wanted to make sure that I didn't run into the mistake of swapping units because I was concerned about the children there would be gaps. Mm-hmm. So I was very mindful. I'd always go and look at stuff and even maybe even buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Ty. And uh, <laughs> I would never use it because then I would realize, you know, that's not the direction I wanted to go. And so moving forward, even when they were in school, we I, I felt in my heart that there was a season coming that we were going to pull them long before I realized that there was an actual moral issue and a moral mm, problem. That you we just felt it was coming. Yeah, I felt the Lord heavy on my heart. And so I started searching again for homeschooling and the different options, the more updated ones, the different thoughts. And 
when it really comes down to it, every it, it goes back to that every child is different. Every child learns in a different mm. way, has, you know, pros and cons of how they learn, of how they focus, of how they retain information. And so to tailor your homeschooling towards that specifically, not to, and to also at the same time to make it a peaceful and joyous time. Mm. You know, you don't want to be so academically focused that you run into the fact that it's a stress to do school, that Mm. it's a stress for them. It's not a happy moment. Because then they won't love learning. No, exactly. It's to cultivate, find something that cultivates their love of learning as well as fits their bucket list of what they need. I guess bucket list wouldn't be the correct term, but what they need for Well, the list of like in fourth grade, you need to know these 18 things yeah but how you teach them yeah is totally it can be tailored to each student and that's something that even in a charter school you just can't get and because of i think the benefit of all these charter schools in the area that we have it has shown us that we don't have to stick to one method of learning mm-hmm. i mean i think that that's been the push for for so long that we had to if we were going to homeschool have to mirror it towards the public school system but we have been able to see now that charter schools have been successful at teaching in a different way mm-hmm. and gear it towards the child's pros and cons or their weaknesses and their strengths on how they learn. Mm-hmm. So we ended up with that in mind. We found a curriculum that really worked well for us and it, and it hits all of our, our check marks and our needs and the way that we have lined up our homeschooling day focuses on the strengths and needs of each individual child Hmm. and also with in mind my own mental health Mm -hmm. to not put myself into the ground when everything is said and done there's things that i'm just like you know what that'll wait we don't have to worry about that i'll make sure that we talk about that thing that subject that moment in time in history or social studies or whatever tomorrow next week i'll put it on my needs list Mm -hmm. And so then it's happy, it's joyous, and they retain the information because it was tailored to their strengths and I'm building up their weaknesses at the same time that there's joy in the home. Mm. There's peace in the home. When you're not like uh, spoon feeding them either. Mm -hmm. That's what what I've seen of the new curriculum you're doing. It's it's very like hands-on and the kids have to kind of guide it and I think that's really cool because I remember being a teacher and the thing that took the longest amount of time was building curriculum mm-hmm. and you supplementing it and well part of it was we had no budget and our books were like 40 years old but um, <laughs> so but yeah so I I think it's it's amazing even do you feel like there's like a lot of mental stress like choosing or like oh I'm gonna make a mistake if I don't yeah am teach I gonna, the right thing at the right time am I gonna, gonna know math like you know what I mean yes. like, that part of it because I mean uh, math is not my strongest point I took math for English <laughs> majors which is actually a class no and that's that's a big deal also that's a that's a point that needs to be talked about I don't have certain strengths in other aspects I am not a genius. Now, I, I do have... Oh, come on. I do, <laughs> I, I do have education, you know, after high school under my belt, but I do not... I'm not a genius, and I did not... I wasn't strong in English. Mm. So, honestly, I am doing English curriculum on my home on my own time to kind of brush up on grammar, to brush up on punctuation. <laughs> oh, I do the same thing, but that's what's so great about Google yeah. <laughs> and they've so got many, apps for everything yeah there's days. so many youtube there's so many like sometimes my kids will be like well is this an adverb or a one of the weird ones i'm like oh let You're me like, i it. know that <laughs> like i, I will go to the bathroom real quick <laughs> no, no, no. the kids never. are just gonna love this if they ever listen to this but i always ask them well what do you think or <laughs> or i was like huh that's interesting i guess we'll find out soon and you know it's always with the anticipation of oh mom that means that she's going to teach us about that in a little bit but i'm like darn toot and i just need to find the answer (laughs) go to the bathroom real quick and google it ask me how to spell something and i'm like if i just tell you how to spell everything you're not going to learn go get the dictionary and look it up but it was really I will tell you, we have been handicapped as like the millennials. We grew up like 
like being able to type everything into a computer or a phone. And it just changes. Mm. And so it did. I, I'm an English major and I, I am so bad at spelling. Like, <laughs> well, sometimes I, I'm like, is that two T's or N's and I-E or a Y? I'm like, you need to go get the dictionary and look that up. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, yeah. hey, Siri, how do you spell? <laughs> but it's amazing because you were saying, like, when I taught, um, I my first teaching-ish job, I was a, I was a, um, an aide. And I had this um, group of three special needs kids that I was teaching math. And it was amazing because it actually helped me be better at like simple math because I had to deconstruct it and learn it for, for these kids that had a lot of needs. And it gave me, I had compassion for them. Oh, somebody's alarm's going off. Are we forgetting something or a kid something? I need to check the kids' teeth when I get home. (laughs) To make sure they brushed them well. I love it. But I love because it. Teaching... My mom sets a reminder of when to feed her kids. Sorry. <laughs> just like mom listens to these. You can't tell all her secrets on here. God. But, um, but yeah, like when you have to teach it to someone else, it makes you think about it in a different way. But I had compassion for teaching math because I struggled so much with math as a child. And Aww. literally mom, well, it's not a mom's secret, but... When we were homeschooled for math, mom would just be like, I don't understand how you don't get it. Like, because mom is like a really naturally so smart, smart with numbers. Like, math brain. Mm-hmm. She can like tell what my dad bought her for Christmas by just looking at how much it costs on the credit card statement. She's yeah, like, oh, if she was ever that. on The Price is Right, she would own that show. <laughs> <laughs> so for her, she couldn't like... And so, but then when I went to public school and had Miss White, White as our teacher, she oh, was I so compassionate her. and so, not that mom wasn't compassionate. Mom was an excellent teacher. She mm-hmm. did really good with homeschooling. She has a very good gift in her as teaching. She is a good teacher, but I needed a different kind of teacher for different things. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know why I'm yeah. talking about that because we were talking about homeschool. Well, Miss no, White it's good. would actually, because um, that same teacher, I had her for like, basic math freshman year and then when I got to like algebra two my senior year Mm -hmm. I remember one day after school just going to her crying and was like I really don't understand this and she wasn't even my teacher anymore and she spent time using different colored markers to do the whole because she knew that I could visually see that but when I'm in a class with 20 other kids the teacher it's not that she's a bad teacher she can't individually be like okay Mm -hmm. Rachel only knows how to do it this way so I'm gonna get out but but as homeschooling, that's so cool because even if you're not strong in English or strong in this, you know what your child's individual exactly. need is. And you can take that time. Whereas if they were in a class with a bunch of other kids, they might just fall through the cracks and get mm-hmm. lost. And then they might think themselves like, I must not be very smart because I'm not getting this when their giftings are in other places. And I think that that's exactly, I mean, both of your your statement on, on your math is exactly where I was going initially is just to say, I know where my weaknesses are. I know where my strengths are. And to that's a big deal for homeschooling. Mm. If you if your child needs a season or even the entirety of homeschooling to have a tutor in a certain subject because of your strengths and weaknesses, then go for it. Mm-hmm. Like there is different options. There is so many different places to get help nowadays. Um, and even online, you can uh, get even online. online, and yeah, that's great. And I tailor their homeschooling to their own strengths and weaknesses, but I do not take out the ideas, the factor of mine mm-hmm. and my strengths and weaknesses, what I need and what they need and, and how that mixture and then it pops out and that's how we do homeschooling. That's amazing. And I love some of the, because you guys went, what did you do a unit on? And then you went to the aquarium. Like you got to make it so fun and bring it full circle. Oh, yes. We did um, oceans. We did an oceans unit. So we learned about actual animals. That was kind of the the focal point of each lesson and day. But within where they were at, you know, in the different zones Mm -hmm. or the different places in the world where you could find them, we would learn about that detail. So... Um, you know, the Mariana Trench. We learned about a certain animal there. But then we also talked about the Mariana Trench and how deep it was and the different zones. And we talked about, you know, earthquakes and underwater volcanoes and the actual seabed and how it's different. And, And so we can kind of over and over again come and reiterate a different information because the next unit we did, we did earth science. 
And so we talked about the Earth's crust and how it was smaller on the ocean floor versus in a continent, on land continent. So, yeah. And so we're like, do you remember when we were talking about the Mariana Trench? Do you remember how far deep it was? Do you remember how, you know, we talked about the crust and the sea floor? You know, does anybody remember how far it was until we got... The Earth's crust was there. Oh, yeah, we learned about that last month. It was da-da-da-da-da. And so they were That's able so to cool. retain the information because we reiterated it, not we learned it, we learned it, we learned it, we took a test on it, and we then we moved on. Because mm-hmm. learning isn't like that. Like, God created humans, and even language and math even, it's mm-hmm. all connected. It's mm-hmm. crazy how, you know, I had to read, gosh, from an English literature class, I think I had to read, like, 30 books in one semester. But how all these themes would, like, mm-hmm. come together. And these books were written in different time periods by different genders of people, by different... and But language mm-hmm. and literature has all these things. Science, obviously, like, God's creation is so interconnected. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So that's cool. I love kind of lead back living to books. Too for the science and the literature together. Mm-hmm. And it breaks it down and it teaches it so that a, you know, first time reader mm-hmm. to, you know, almost a 12th grader would enjoy these books and actually learn and retain information, not just about, oh, that was a good story about the sea, but they would learn information about the plant and the sea life and, you know, the water and the waves and tsunamis and, and living books has the ability to teach them that. And so many times, we have taught about different things, the different units, but it was reach. What's the word I just used? Reconnected? Re- retained. retained. It was yeah. retained. It was retained because we went and continued to read about it. Mm-hmm. And cultivating a love of learning and a love mm-hmm. of reading was always a big thing for me at the very beginning. Um, and allowing the children to read, but also to make it fun. Yeah. So we talked about, we. Uh, there's been times when we were talking about, we're going to, okay, this January we will talk about Europe and the different Europe countries. Mm-hmm. But a good heavy focus on the history is going to be World War II. Mm-hmm. So the different, so finding books that are geared towards all of my children's strengths and their reading levels, but also what they like to read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm is sometimes you're going to need to do some research. Well, that changes too, like from season to season. Exactly. When also finding books that are appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big well, deal. I mean, Diary of Anne Frank, that's always a good one when they're older to read something. Mm-hmm. Nice but there's some it. things that, yeah, maybe it's really good material, but maybe a sixth grader shouldn't be reading. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They actually, they do teach the play well, in sixth grade because mm-hmm. it's kind of pared down mm-hmm. and small. And you can have an opinion on that specific book and what age you should read it. But you need to talk about these difficult human themes mm-hmm. in the in the context of, like you said, history and in the context of our worldview. Because um, I know a Christian school that teaches all the regular classics. And I asked her, I'm like, well, how do you teach some of these in like a Christian setting? Because these are very not Christian themed mm-hmm. books. And she's like, we teach them from a Christian worldview. The first couple years of the Christian school is teaching Christian worldview. They teach them some of the other major religions worldview and how Christianity's right. Mm-hmm. And then, then they go in and read the the books of the world from a Christian lens. And I'm like, well, by the time they're 16, 17, 18, they're ready to do that. Mm-hmm. They're not ready to do that when they're first, second, third graders. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, so. And that's what I'm saying. It's like homeschooling. It sounds like you're able to have, you're all learning a World War II unit, mm-hmm. but at different levels. And then you can discuss it as a family. Like yeah. how exciting is that? Like if your kids were in public school and they all come home from the day, oh, how was your day? What'd you learn? Mm-hmm. You, you're sitting you're at like, the dinner table and be like, I learned this about <laughs> yeah. World War II. And I learned this about World War II. And so it's just... And at really some cool. point, we're going to be bringing it back up. You know, it's not because it's a unit. You can you can add and, and rabbit trail in different places and do it again. Mm-hmm. When they're at different seasons, when, you know, they're a little bit older and they're ready for those books or this book or tailored to that and more information. Mm-hmm. Um, and that works. I mean, you have so many years with them and that's great. So be intentional. Think mm-hmm. about what you're wanting to teach them. Think about what you need to teach them, mm-hmm. what, you know, not just what the government isn't required, but what you want them to learn and be able to take away 
after mm-hmm. when they're done and they go on with their life. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want them yeah. to know about the history and the wars so you can see how, so they can know that, that there's evil in the world, but that there's also like good and all these like major themes of humanity mm-hmm. and there's all these this amazing literature and amazing well and to think for themselves books out there too mm-hmm. just to like really think mm-hmm. for yourself but from like a godly perspective like i don't just think this way because of a b and c i think this way because well first this is what the bible says this is what i learned for example world war ii um, we just did a little study on it. We have these things at my school called Studies Weekly. Mm-hmm. And one of them, there was like a video you could watch online. And it was this beautiful video of during World War II, like the German Nazi and an American soldier. Yeah. And they were literally on the front lines together. And it was late at night and he was playing his tr- trumpet. Yeah. And they touched each other through like the barricades yeah. and like held hands, like on opposite ends. And just how that music for that moment brought them together. And as the guy they were interviewing was telling me this, he said something like, I just don't understand how somebody could just give up their freedom so easily and fight for something like that. So instead of like it getting all political and this side and this side, you can say, this is how their government works. This is how our government works. Mm-hmm. This is what this led to. Instead of it just, and you know, like, what do you think the Bible has to say about all of this? Because mm-hmm. something I'm even learning in my Christian walk and something I did not connect when I was going through school is that it is all connected. I used to mm-hmm. think, oh, this is school. This is your Same natural here. life. Mm-hmm. And this is your yeah, spiritual yeah. life. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, you can put science and history together. You can put English and science together. There's there's no ends of how you learn. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love, honestly, I was kind of scared when I had to have older children. Mm-hmm. But I love it. That's and so awesome. we have the ability now to be, when we were going through our aging unit, I had the different dynasties we were talking about and how, you know, Genghis Khan and and all the other ones, um, the Ming dynasty and all that and the conquering and the Mongolia. And I said, okay, you know, you are going to go through and you're going to be for, and you're going to be against, and you're going to do some research Mm, and you're going to decide who was right, who was wrong, who was, you know, who should have stayed, who should have won, who had the right to lead China and who didn't and were their actions inappropriate were they not were they okay for that time frame mm-hmm. for now and let them think about that to see the difference well oh, so you know now mm-hmm. it's not okay but back then with those standards with that mentality and worldview they were you know considered a king and and sure they were allowed to do that Wow. You know, and then I say, okay, great. That's amazing. You guys did great. It was a great debate. Now I'm going to ask you, what does the Bible say? Hmm. So all the information that you have that you've gathered, does it change your opinion, your worldview of this situation? Wow. Does it, does it? good. And, you know, had they known Christ, would this have happened? Had they known and were living out a godly lifestyle? Would they have responded this way? Would this have happened? And so to be able to see that, but also not just to be told, this is what Genghis Khan did, or this is what the Ming Dynasty was, or these are the different people that you need to remember that were in charge. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're moving on. Yeah. You know, well, that let's was, talk about bunnies. That was something that really bugged me about being a teacher. I was an English teacher in a high school, and the kids would be like, you're teaching history again. You're teaching history. And I'm like, you can't. And then I'd be teaching art. I'd put a big art piece on the on the board, and I'd be like, let's analyze this art. And they'd be like, why are we looking at art? This is English class. And I'd be like, it's all art. It's all together. Mm-hmm. I said, you can analyze a painting. You can analyze an essay. You can analyze, um, you can analyze even this piece of history. This these X, Y, and Z happened. Then you can understand why this girl who's writing a letter to her mother in 1918 mm-hmm. why she felt that way yeah why it was such a scary time for her whatever it was so i don't know it was so hard for me because that's how we do traditional education is mm-hmm. it's all very separate you go to math class then you go to english it's very disjointed and even we tried to follow like what they were doing in history class in english class but i mean our time periods could never like even line up mm-hmm. with american history and english history because one was like a two-year-long class and one's a one-year-long class. It just didn't work out. And so it, it was hard. But, yeah, I would have 
And the public school system didn't used to be what it is now. Yeah. It was tailored for the masses and it has its pros and its cons. But at some point they did, they had, they learned everything together. It wasn't just math or just English. It was all interconnected and that's what it can be. We don't have to. Because you had one teacher that taught all the subjects. Yeah. For all the different grades, (laughs) for all the different children and positives and negatives. So let's kind of transition. You guys, you've been talking about your units. You, it sounds like the curriculum you're using is just really exciting stuff. So how do you teach? You teach the same unit to mm-hmm. all three of your kids that are three different ages and abilities and um, like talents and gifting. So how do you do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I love this curriculum that I have found. And it is exactly what I've been looking for for all these years. It's amazing. We still do separate math unit, and I do add an additional English unit just for the grammar and punctuation okay. aspect of it approach. Um, but the unit study that we have found is called Gather Round Homeschooling. Hmm. Um, it is a unit study, and it goes in depth and it touches on practically every subject except for math. It okay. does even teach on English, and you have daily. Um, activities after the time frame, but I've just added the additional grammar to make sure that they have that. When pretty much any curriculum you find, you're going to have to supplement it, right? Yeah. There's no one curriculum that does everything. Exactly. But gather around specifically, we'll talk about the lesson. Like I was mentioning, we were talking about the giant squid and the Mariana Trench. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talk about the different things about that area and we connect the dots. Sometimes we even talked about you know, Jacques Cousteau and the history of scuba diving and all that Jacques Cousteau did, um, aside from the animals that he found and he actually was able to, um, not investigate and find. Mm-hmm. Like discover? Discover. Thank you. Discover. A name, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, a name. Was there, right? And, um, so when they go to their actual, their children notes and their pages, it is tailored to that grade level. Okay. So they have a younger elementary, an upper elementary, they have a middle school, they have a high school, and then they have a couple of pre-readers or early readers. Okay. So um, my children do the upper elementary, middle school paperwork. Mm -hmm. Um, And then to each of them, so like the middle school versus elementary, they they actually have a report every single month in some way. It could be a lab report, it could be a research paper. It could be a book report. It could be just... Like a presentation. Mm-hmm, presentation that they have to do. Um, but the elementary ages would obviously not have that yet. Hmm. So they have to do additional research. And they usually have four pages that anywhere from science, social studies, English, cool. history. When they're learning research methods, mm-hmm. which a third, fourth grader doesn't... They, they are researching, but they're not learning the research methods and how to put them all together yet. Yeah. It's, it's very scaffolded, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the elementary right now is just um, retaining and, and kind of reaffirming the different structures of sentences and mm-hmm. the punctuation and grammar. So it is helpful in that aspect that I have added an additional English resource mm-hmm. from LifePack Alpha Omega. Okay. And I like, the kids like that because it helps them they have like 10 small booklets mm-hmm. that does the entire year. Oh, okay. So for each child, it tailors it to what they're needing for that year to learn in mm-hmm. math or English. But in addition to that, they have this, you know, once a month, they feel like they've conquered the world something big. because yeah. they finished one of the books. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice to find that balance. And so we will learn as a Little group. Wins yeah. We'll yeah. learn together. I'll read the information that I have from the curriculum. I might supplement with an activity, a hands-on, some um, videos. Like you went to the aquarium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but we've also, you know, we've made an earthquake or a volcano, or we went and learned about different animals. And so we've dissected a squid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's under that, sort of thing. Um, And then we've also watched videos, you know, the Discovery Channel, National Geographic, Mm -hmm. different things like that. I I track down videos about different countries or whatever we're learning about and we're talking about to kind of reaffirm 
yeah. what we were learning so that it hits all of the learning styles. Yeah. Visual, audio, audio, and kinesthetic. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say that? Kinesin. Hands-on. Yeah. I never, I was a teacher, I could never <laughs> say it. Kinesiology is the study of it. Yeah, well, then there you go, that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a hand, I do get the hands-on. Well, I'm curious too. I, do, I don't want to, we're ending this here pretty quick, but I don't want it to sound like we're like anti-public school or anti-charter school. Like, what do you say to the parents that can't homeschool even if they want to or like, um, yeah, like if, if or people, like public school is the only option for some people. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say to those? I think it would go back to the beginning of this podcast when I said just to be intentional about mm-hmm. the time that you do have with them. And sometimes you have to take the hard knock decision of limiting or cutting something out of your house that is fine. It's not bad, but it's not God focused. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not the intentional thing that you want to focus on and to build on, Mm -hmm. um, and to go from there and to spend, be intentional with your time, but don't run yourself into the ground, make it a joyful, peaceful time. Yeah. I was thinking you asked me to find some type of silly, fun story about homeschooling. And honestly, I even asked the kids <laughs> because I couldn't think of it. I know we have so much fun. We're always giggling. We're always laughing. But there was never really a time where like, okay, there was this one time. It just is life. Yeah, That's just, just us being together. And then when we get together, when we're done, we can talk about it. We always sit down at the table with dad at the end of the night and we talk about what they learned or what they thought was interesting, what we, our struggles, and we take, bring it into a positive light. We don't do consequences or discipline at the dining room table. It's, it's supposed to be family time. Yeah. Um, and we giggle, we laugh. Sometimes we even fall off of our chairs and <laughs> yeah. snort because we're yeah. laughing so hard, but we make it intentional. And sometimes you have to cut the stuff out and sometimes you have to go searching for what you need mm-hmm. to fill in that gap. Well, like, I love what you said about it, it can be good and not God. Like, sports, I think, is an American thing that we like. Mm-hmm. Sports are good. They teach so many good, even godly lessons. But if they become a god... So mm-hmm. I love you guys did some kind of sports league that was through a Christian organization. Mm-hmm. And I, one of your kids... I, I'll tell a funny story. We would go to their games... And two of the kids were really into it and very much liked it. And one of the kids didn't. And um, we won't say who it was. But and it was fun to watch because you guys were like, you're going to try something and work through it and commit to something and finish it, even though it's not your favorite thing. And I, you could tell, like, played soccer. It's like, so not excited about it. But, like, doing it and, and doing that act of, and then, you know, obviously another time you might do something that that kid loved at the other kids maybe not as much Mm -hmm. but just you were very intentional about how you did sports Mm -hmm. and it was very fun to come and see and it was a busy season of sports but you're there's so many families that are like we do four five sports a year and we do club sports and we spend thousands of dollars and it's like but i see my kid once a week and it's like these are great things sports are great but choosing yeah because at the end of the time when they are grown and they're done you know, what was the main point of why I was given these children, these blessings from God? What was the point of that? Was it to have a good childhood? Was it to give them every whim that they needed or wanted? Was it to make sure that they get into an Ivy League college? What was the purpose? Mm-hmm. And it for us, for our home, we serve the Lord and we believe the Bible Amen. wholeheartedly. So we focus on what God says and the word of God says, and we follow through that and we are intentional to make that live out. And if you have to overthink the details of what that looks like intentionally, then go for it. Mm -hmm. If that means you have to spend an extra 15 minutes driving your child to school because you guys are going to go public school or charter school, but you have the time and availability to do to drive them instead of going to a school bus, then do it. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice that little bit of time. It's going to be so special to you right, and such yeah. special memories for you and your children when you have that. Turn off the radio, talk to each other, read to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, not you if you're driving, obviously. <laughs> have them read too, or if they get car sick. But 
Well, even like waking up a half hour earlier to be the one that wakes your kids up mm-hmm. and and not waking up late saying, everybody, we're running late. I, I've noticed like when I'm stressed in the morning, the whole day, and it's like, wake yes. up and say, hi, I'm so happy. If we have time to sit for a few minutes and cuddle and like just before we start our day, before dad wakes up, if it's just Saturday yes. night, we just, we just have so much of a better day than mm-hmm. me waking up like oh get your shoes on get dressed you don't ah oh, you're not listening because toddlers don't go fast unless mm-hmm. they're running away from you so um <laughs> we did one when we were driving to school to the charter schools we would put on the through the word app mm-hmm. and it basically goes chapter to chapter about the bible and oh. the first part of it is you actually read this the the scriptures read to you but then the second part that you will listen to, to somebody speak, it's a pastor speaking, and it can be anywhere from 10 to maybe 20 minutes long. And we would listen to him, his commentary, his mm-hmm. thoughts. He'd give us history. He would give us the purpose behind it. And then he would talk about the details about it. And then we would be done. And we had enough time that we would be able to talk and say, okay, what's one part of this scripture that stuck out to you? Or... Do you agree with what he said? Mm-hmm. What do you think? What does the Bible say? So, and that's homeschool. I mean, even though it's technically you hanging out in the car and mm-hmm. talking, it's everything is learning. Yeah. But and... the intentionality behind it for making sure that we did our devotions and that set them off right in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I chose what we, we could have listened to Christian music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We could have sit, and sometimes we did. If we were stuck in traffic, I would blare those fun Christian music and I would car dance and embarrass them to all get out <laughs> until they joined me. That's good. But you know, it's just intentionality. And we'll link a lot of these resources. That's something we want to start doing more is having more resources. And then if you guys have resources for in the car activities or homeschool or what are you doing at home that's working for you? We would love to hear about it. So we'll we'll definitely do some posts about it on our page. But I just want to end. So you guys have been on this journey with school. And probably so many moms and dads can just feel you this year because they've gone on a very similar journey this year of homeschool, public school, da, 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 virtual learning, whatever. Yeah. Um, what has been the impact of choosing to stay home with your kids? What do you, What's the fruit that you're seeing now? Oh, my goodness. So many things. I feel like I needed to think about this because there's just too many. I think that the fact of the whole purpose of why we we felt that we are parents, I can start to see the fruit of that. Which is so cool. We were given these children for a purpose to show them, to give them life lessons, and to set them up ways so that they can live for the Lord wholeheartedly for whatever he has, whatever his will is, whatever their plans are, they're going to be world changers and whatever that looks like and we have started to see this shift and the change very quickly when we decided to homeschool and to be intentional and to take out all the stuff that they had been unfortunately learning unawaringly mm-hmm. i don't think that's a word um i feel you <laughs> but you didn't know because you weren't there you don't know all the stuff they're learning well and yeah and subtle agendas and because and... they still had the morals that we had been instilling in them mm-hmm. so the contradiction not didn't always show itself mm-hmm. and but we can see that we can see the fruit of them and coming into their and we only have a few more years mm-hmm. and then they're on you know then that's it i mean there could... our influence will look differently after that yeah when i as a like we have a lot of young mom listeners and me in the trenches of diapers and we're just starting preschool stuff and it's so intimidating for me sometimes to think oh because I think my husband wants us to homeschool and I'm still like I don't know god like this is I mean I was a teacher and I'm like intimidated to homeschool okay (laughs) give me 30 angry high school students any day but one preschooler ah but it it, it, because it does feel with your own kids it does feel like this responsibility and this like pressure to like ah make it work but um, it's so cool to see your, like, kind of seeing it on the other side. Okay, if we put the work in now, we can have that fruit. Mm-hmm. And so, Absolutely. I don't know, it's probably really encouraging to a lot of our young mom listeners who are just starting uh, homeschool and who are just getting in it. And yeah. anyways. Seeking the Lord and seeing what that means for your family. That's a big thing. And it might be, it might be private school. It might, we haven't even talked about private school. It might be public school. It might be private school. It might be yeah. homeschool. It might be like a hybrid because they're, 
there are like there's lots of options of hybrids i think coming after this year yeah and i think this year has kind of taught us that like education doesn't have to be what we thought it's been. exactly i love that I, anything good came out of this year regarding education it was that that it doesn't have to be in a box mm-hmm. and we need to fix it it's just it's a saying, love of learning <laughs> love of learning love of reading and just yeah. re- finding ways that the, re- the information can be retained when from the outside looking in i've seen your family where a lot of families have been this this pandemic the like shutdowns a lot of families have been shaken and they're struggling and they're just trying to get by and survive but i've seen your family just i feel like come together and link arms and even the siblings like i feel like there's been less fighting between them and you know it's normal for siblings mm-hmm. to fight but i just feel like i don't know from on the outside looking in it looks like you guys are just like cemented as a family and it's been really fun to watch Good. from the outside Yay. looking in so Oh, well, is there anything else you want to leave us with? I always like to give it an opportunity to say. I think I'm good. You're good. You guys she, are amazing. She, it's been so fun talking <laughs> to you. This is the cool thing, too, is I get to learn new things about my friends that I interview. Because I'm like, oh, I didn't know X, Y, and Z, and I've known you for six years. So, <laughs> anyways, we are so thankful for you guys listening. And if you want to learn more, we're going to link. Um, what is your Instagram page? It's... <laughs> It's a homeschooling world changers. Homeschooling world changers. We will link it in the description. And then always, if you want to learn more about the Instamamas, we're Instamamas, Nat and Rach. And we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We also have an email, Instamamas19 um, at gmail.com if you want to ask us any more questions. But uh, thanks for listening. Thank you.